Many of us have those stubborn pounds that seem impossible to lose, no matter how good we eat or how hard we work out. My solution is Plush Care. Plush Care is a leading telehealth provider with doctors who are there for you day and night to partner with you in your weight loss journey. They can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wagovi and Zepbound for those who qualify. Plus, they accept most insurance plans. To get started, visit plushcare.com slash weight loss. That's plushcare.com slash weight loss. Mom deserves better than a drugstore card. This Mother's Day, surprise her with a truly special personalized card from Moonpig. Add your favorite photos, a heartfelt message, and we'll even mail it for you the same day, all for just $5. From mom to grandma, we have something to celebrate every mom in your life. Every mom deserves a Moonpig card. Get 50% off your first card at Moonpig.com. Moonpig.com Open your hearts, loosen your butts. It's time for couples therapy. Yeah. This podcast is Andy and Naomi's, where they can both laugh and hang with all their homies, talking excellent vacationing with brunches and cuddling, to messy situationships and conscious and coupling, from Netflix hookups to single them with some Hulu, text sex regrets or feeling on your new jubu. They gon' talk about it, ah, yeah, you are invited, ah, needing therapy, I guarantee, baby, we got it. It's And welcome to Couples Therapy. My name is Andy. And I'm Naomi. We're a real life couple. A real life couple of comedians. And on Couples Therapy, we answer a couple different questions from a couple different listeners. What a week. November already, Naomi. Can you believe it? I truly cannot. I mean, my God, 2021 just like popped up and then popped out. It's over. I can't (laughs) even. I'm starting to get my my end of year blues. Yes. I realize I get an end of year blues. Yes. And qualitatively, how is that different from your? I'd appreciate you asking that question. I rest of the year that. blues. It's just like all concentrated and constant, Mm-mm. but you know it has to do with a lot of self reflection. Mm. It's like the end of the year, the birthday, all that kind of stuff. Oh, but... speaking of birthdays, happy birthday to my sister! Just happy birthday. birthday, sister girl. <laughs> um, but... I'm uh, yeah, I, I I would say I have the blues too, but uh, it hasn't. Very little to do with the end of the year and more um, that I don't seem to understand weights and measurements as an adult. So I was. uh, (laughs) (laughs) Okay. Okay. Dear listeners, let me uh, let me carve a tail out of this uh, delicious turkey that we call life. (laughs) Okay. Wow. 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 And uh, yeah. So, okay. So uh, I was missing the pretzels in my homeland, Pennsylvania. Yes. Okay. There's two specific brands of pretzels, Tom Sturgis. We are not, by the way, listeners. They have not paid us a dime. Okay. (laughs) This is purely an act of love that I call out these brands. Tom Sturgis minis. Mm -hmm. Love them. Delicious. And also Uncle Jerry's. Now, Uncle Jerry's are like Hmm. old school, large pretzels. Got a lot of salt on them. I never heard of Uncle Jerry's. I never seen you have an Uncle Jerry. Well, sure, because in New York it, they were very difficult to find, and out here they're non-existent. But I was like, you know what? I'm an adult. I can order pretzels cross country if I want to. You can do that. Uh, so here's the thing, though. I they they had uh, you know you can get like bags of them, mm-hmm. but like no matter what you got, the shipping and handling was like thirteen bucks. So uh-huh. I said, well, why don't I just get like the biggest thing, right? And the biggest oh, thing babe. was a bag uh, of uh, pretzels uh, that was uh, uh, three pounds. 
three pounds. Three now, pounds now, of pretzel. When I thought in my mind what three pounds was, I imagined like you know, you got little weights over there uh-huh. on the uh, un, uh, under the coffee table, uh-huh. right? They're little five pound weights, right? Nine. They're nine pound weights. Yeah, I'm buff. <laughs> I'm jacked. I'm huge. Uh, so whatever, whatever they were to me, they were not. They felt like they were nothing. They felt like nothing, right? 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 I'm so strong. You are, yeah, you're so strong. Buff. Yeah. yeah, and just got like abs everywhere. Right, you have abs on your face, you have abs on your legs, they're everywhere. But like, the weights like feel like nothing, so I'm just like, oh, well, you know, three pounds, it's nothing. It's just like, uh, you know, I I imagine basically like a regular bag of pretzels. Oh my god. When they arrived, three pounds of pretzels, so the thing I didn't think about was that weights are dense. Absolutely. And just just because that your little nine pound weight seems like nothing and is small. That when you uh, expand the density, a <laughs> uh, three-pound bag of pretzels is giant. Okay, you guys, when I tell you the box that came to our door, I was like, okay, is there a baby in this box? Has someone <laughs> been, do I have to become a parent? This box was huge, and it was heavier than I thought it should be, and I was like, I know I didn't order anything. Mm. And you were like, these are my pretzels. <laughs> and I said to my, and I said, I don't, not just to myself, I said to you. How is that possible? How is a bag of pretzels this big? Especially because I'm like, granted, whenever you have anything salty in the house, you will kind of eat it pretty fast. But these are I too think- salty. I eat, <laughs> honestly, I eat two of these babies a day max. Okay, max. Well, that's good. Usually we're down to one a day. Okay, okay. Well, so what is that? One a day for the next? <laughs> well, this is the problem. Twenty five hundred days. If you're a friend of ours and you're listening to this and you live in Los Angeles, <laughs> lots of pretzels. Hit me up. Uh, these are hard, correct? Yes. They're hard and salty pretzels. I yeah. pretzels, guys. But. Yeah, because they are going to go stale way before <laughs> I can I can devour them. Absolutely. Like, we're talking about timeline. We're talking about, like, the age of Dune would be upon us. Dune takes place, like, 10,000 years in the future. By the from time what I understand. You were finished. I By the time know. you were finished. I, you know I'm not going to watch no Dune. A friend had to explain it to me. I didn't. I was. I played Candy Crush. I watched it. I played Candy Crush. No offense, Denise. <laughs> Denise. I know you're a listener. I know. Long time it was listener. Beautiful. It was beautiful. Well, sure. Hey, look, I'm going to blame Frank Herbert. The, uh, Who Frank? <laughs> <laughs> the, uh, the writer of Dune, of the Dune series. Don't ASMR Dune. Dune is like already ASMR and it's like boring wide shots of sand. But that's not what we're about because what we're really about is you, the listener. And we have some wonderful comments from some listeners that we wanted to share. First of all, love your comments. It's nice to know people are actually hearing us talk. Yeah. And it's a beautiful thing when you give your feedback. Yeah, we can't play them all, but we can definitely play a smattering of them. I like this one. Uh, This is a comment from uh, Mitch Silpa's episode a couple episodes ago. And uh, someone called in and said uh, they they had been in a relationship – and uh and his boyfriend broke up and uh he realized he was the toxic one he did a lot of work on yes, himself yeah, oh yeah yeah and he wanted then, to try to get him back yes but yep. then the we dropped like, a bombshell at the end and said i want to get him back and we were all like oh i don't know if that's a good idea so uh here is a listener comment for that episode hi naomi and andy um i am calling uh, in response to one of your advice askers on last week's episode, or I guess this week's episode with Mitch Silpa. Um, and the advice asker was really heartbroken and had just moved to the same city as his ex-boyfriend. And um, I just wanted to, everything that, that the asker 
said really resonated with me because uh, that's exactly where I was three years ago. Um, and it was horrible and I hated myself and I felt like the entire breakup had been my fault. And it took three years to finally start feeling like myself. So I just wanted to call in and give kind of a timeline perspective on um, for that caller to just have a little bit of a perspective on it's going to take a long time to start feeling like yourself again. But uh, it's really helpful, or at least I found it helpful, to really submerge myself in all of the things, my hobbies and finding new friends and learning new things. Um, and uh, definitely put that person, their partner, ex-partner, I guess, uh, on mute, if not completely blocked, because... Even if you want them back, it's just not going to happen. You're going to have to redefine yourself as an individual. And then three years later, maybe you'll start to feel like yourself again. Anyway, thanks so much for the show. Bye. Some pretty sober advice. Really real advice. I love it. Also, always advocating muting. You know me. <laughs> live to mute. You, so mute. you mute everyone. I really do. Honestly, like my feet is just dogs at this point. And you know what? I'm better for it. <laughs> Am I still in your feed? <laughs> yes, you are, but largely because you tag me. You know what I mean? So you're popping up in there. Uh -huh. <laughs> um, but that was very nice of you, and I'm so glad that you are on the other side, even though it took you a while, dear listener. So I appreciate that. Um, and then this last comment is uh, made, made us both chuckle. Uh, this is from a couple episodes ago, Janice Schmeeding's episode. Uh, and uh, someone called in and uh, said that... Uh, uh, her friend's husband is very mean to her. Yeah, he sucks. Yeah. So <laughs> her friend's husband sucks, and she's like, what do I do about it? So someone sent us a message over Instagram about that. Let's roll it. Hi, Andy and Naomi. I'm listening to your podcast with Jana right now, and I had to stop it to give you guys my two cents about one of your listener questions because I'm a little tipsy and if I don't do it right now, I'll forget. But she's talking about being the third wheel because her besties partners being a real douche. And I just wanted to throw it out there. I think he wants to bone her and he's being a real dick about feelings. So that's it. The end. I love you guys. I came for Naomi and I stayed for the fucking love. You guys are amazing. Thanks. Bye. <laughs> That one is fun. I love it, honey. A little tipsy comment. <laughs> I don't know if I agree with your assessment that he wants to bone her, but I do like that I, interpretation of his behavior. I don't know. I, I do, like, I don't know. In my more repressed days, mm -hmm. that definitely, like, you know, uh, being attracted to someone came out more as a, like, um, aggressive. Yeah. Not like... <laughs> But like, yeah, a little. Not little like that. Like I wasn't. I wasn't a jerk, but definitely just like being a little more a teasing, if you will. Yeah, yeah. But this is his. Is it wife or girlfriend? Either way, he can't have this other person. Right, but still, but that's but he's why being mean to her anyway. Yeah, but uh, so I don't. I don't totally know if I agree or not. But like, I, mm -hmm. I can kind of. Uh, I, I'm like, oh yeah, I see where you're coming from. Right. 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 Yeah. All right, well, I guess. Maybe it's a possibility. <laughs> I just appreciate somebody calling 
you know, a couple of glasses in. Like, here, I have got to weigh in. And that's something that I absolutely love. Oh, my God. Speaking of things I absolutely love, can we talk about today's guest? Yes, please do, Naomi. Today's guest is a dear friend. Oh, I simply adore him. You know him from his podcast, Seek Treatment, his work on the TV show Hacks. Yes, I'm talking about Pat Regan, y'all. Pat is hilarious. Pat is funny and kind. And Pat told me he's going to teach me how to run. <laughs> and do you hear, do we talk about that in this? Uh-huh. Uh-huh. Unless you, you know. Naomi is running quest? My quest. My quest to run. My thick quest. To my run. thick quest. Yeah. Are you going to, uh, with this third season coming up, are you going to try to get them to change the title to My Thick Quest? Absolutely. My Thick Quest colon Raven's Banquet. A thick quest and a banquet. That goes hand in hand. What, <laughs> it's, what if it's instead like uh Fried cheese banquet. My thick quest. Fried cheese banquet. Yeah. That's actually much better. Thank yeah. you so much. Punch ups. Punch ups, you guys. Hey, look. I'm in this biz. <laughs> I know how to punch them up with the best. Speaking of punching up instead of punching down. We love it. We love it. I like how you got there. Yeah, well, you know. Uh, I, I try. We got a show coming up on Twitch. Uh-huh. Free for everyone on Sunday, the 21st at 5 p.m. PST. It's going to be good. It's going to be great. Yes. We're going to uh, have fun. Yes. We're going to we do are, our segments. We are doing a couples therapy quarantine party mental health check-in. You know, while during the entire quarantine, every Wednesday we were doing a show on Twitch. And, uh, you know, once uh, once we got vaccinated, we uh, were no longer chained to the couch. And <laughs> uh, But, you know, uh, we built up quite a fun community. And we'd uh, love to for everyone to gather around the uh, the fireplace. Absolutely, and gather around the fire. Join us again. And you know what? If if you were not, if you didn't watch any of those shows, still come and watch. It's for everyone. Absolutely. Yeah. So again, Sunday, 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 November twenty first at five p.m. PST. Twitch.tv slash couples therapy pod bits chat and so much more. <laughs> Whew. Okay, I think we've told them everything we could possibly say. Yeah. And it's time to get to Pat. Roll it. Now, Pat, I got <laughs> I got to tell you when we were when we were thinking about talking to you, when we were discussing, we're discussing before it. we started recording, the concept, uh-huh. the excitement that uh, of talking to you. Yes. And uh, I was talking I was thinking about how like you were uh, part of the new wave of irony kids. <laughs> <laughs> the new wave of what? Irony kids? Yeah. What I'm calling See, the irony kids, as an as a, an elderly man. <laughs> <laughs> now, who do you mean? Because sometimes I feel like, to me, when I think, and I've never thought of the phrase irony kids before, but when I do think of that, it kind of conjures this idea of, like, a group of people that I feel kind of, like, um, beneath. Do you know what I mean? Like, I, I feel like I would love to be part of that irony kid community, but I feel like they're people who are cooler than me, I think. Hmm. Andy, who are some of the names you are thinking of? I'm just thinking of there was like a a whole generation like of Sam Taggart, Pat, Sam Taggart, George, like the whole Yo, gang. Yeah. Where it's like, can you believe I'm up here talking to you right now? I don't care. <laughs> like, but like, I do. Like, it's weird <laughs> that five. Isn't this weird that I'm that I am existing? Totally. Like, essentially, is there totally. is the totally. underlying okay, yes. kind of like oh existential? God. Okay, yes, I am part of that. I'm a huge part of that movement, actually. <laughs> <laughs> But, no, I'm, actually, I'm actually at the forefront of that. <laughs> <laughs> but, but, so that's the setup. That's the setup. Uh, but, 
you are someone who we know better, who uh, we Thank have you. we have excavated under wow. the irony. We have used <laughs> our our pickaxes and shovels of yeah. of emotional commitment and empathy <laughs> to dig under the sheetrock. Wow. Of irony this to get metaphor. To, to get to the the courts of who you are, the amethyst of who you are, the coal of who you are. Wow, Pat, is that do you do you feel like <laughs> do you feel like we do know you a little better than perhaps you two other personally? People? Yeah, yes, yes, yes. You do know me better than anyone else on the entire planet. <laughs> I oh, I didn't and say that. Me. Well, I will say, like, because the way you and I met Pat, it was like one time at UCB East. Yes. I forget how we started talking, but we literally sat there for an hour, and it yes. was like, and you, yeah, you, because you also you were newly sober, and it's like I remember that emotion, honey, when you're like, I am yeah. discovering. Did you know life doesn't have to be this way? Mm-hmm. And like, we <laughs> talked for like an hour. Oh, and that, oh my god, I'm that was my introduction to you. You know what yes. I mean? Even before, because I feel like you hadn't even been doing stand up yet. I hadn't been doing. I was kind of splashed. I think that like when I got sober. I was like, I'm not doing comedy anymore. That wasn't cute on me. I don't like that world, and I'm going away, and I don't know what I'm doing, but not this. And then I think when I started doing comedy again by kind of accident, (laughs) then I was doing more stand-up. But I had, like, towards the end of my, like, crazy years, I call them, um, (laughs) I definitely was doing stand-up, but, like, I don't, like, very sporadically. And I was definitely more known as an improviser. And I actually did improvise this past Friday night at Asylum, which is the old UCB Chelsea space, which is so wonderful space. It <laughs> smells, it feels wet, if that makes sense. But I yes. said that with love. I said that with love. Yes. But, um, <laughs> anyways. So, yeah, I was primarily improviser. I was a really big fan of you from, um, you one time did broad gaze with, like, Sam and Bowen's show. Remember oh, that? yes, the yes, yes. And I thought you were so funny, and I was like a fan. So I was—I think I was probably nervous to talk to you. And then also, I felt bad about my set, and you, and I knew you had seen it. So I was like, "Let me figure out a way I can kind of manipulate this to like get Naomi to like me at the end of the day." <laughs> Wait, hold on! You started in my world. You started in my world. Yes, yes. world of improv and sketch. I forgot and, about that. Yes. And I was shocked to learn that you two met at a jam. No, we met at the lottery. The lottery, same vibe, the right? Same vi- Andy, same vibe. Yeah. No, 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 no. The, lot- the lottery <laughs> has like, a we lot. We on Tinder. We met on Hinge. Thank you very much. <laughs> the lot for the audience. The lottery was a show at UCB where they just they picked students to do improv sets with people who were on house teams at the house performers at UCB. Jam was any old schmo could get up and do <laughs> improv. That's true. That's which true. had, I would say, uh, a like three hundred percent higher. Count of lunatics. Yes, that, <laughs> that is three hundred percent. You know, a higher chance that someone would like walk out and start a scene, being like, "I'm sorry, I'm shitting everywhere." <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> jams, jams, improv jams are not a hotbed for mental health, as they say. Yeah, mm-hmm. Absolutely, isn't isn't it why they're like midnight on a Monday? Right. Yeah. Do you know what I mean? Like it really weeds. It really lets you know where someone's at if that's a choice right. they've the, made. The number of fifty-year-old men who were like humping me. At one yeah. of these jams. Uh-huh. Uh-huh. Yes. Outnumbers it's- the stars in the galaxy. <laughs> <laughs> yes, I think I want to do one of those memes of like, you know the meme going around now where it's like if you blank and there's like all these red flags emojis. Uh-huh. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I want to do that. Like if you're at number of jam at midnight on a Monday and then this <laughs> is all red flags. Mm-hmm. Truly. Me- I always see memes everyone's doing and they make me laugh my little ass off. And I'm like, oh, some people are so good at memes and then... I try to do one, and I'll spend all day trying to, like... 
I spent all day trying to do it. And I like finally like, like, okay, this is it. Like I've done the meme. I'll post it. And immediately I'm so ashamed. Like the shame I feel after participating in a meme is, is huge. Like, <laughs> and it's yeah, whatever, but anyways, Andy, I don't, I know you're giving him no response, even though I'm like, you also will sometimes obsess over some of your online photoshops. And oh, but I don't spend all day. Uh, Naomi has given me a a window where, and I I believe it's not just Naomi, but my own sense of mortality as I age that has said you have fifteen minutes to make this. You have fifteen yeah. minutes to conceive of and Photoshop this thing. Wow. So from discovery to uh-huh. to, to yep. launch, yep. from yes. discovery to launch phase is yes. fifteen minutes. That's crazy. Yes, because there's that's a, dangerous. Look, that's dangerous. Look, <laughs> Your full your your day can't be just full of meaningful activities, right? You can't just no. it can't just be like y- your mortality is hanging th- like the Grim Reaper is hanging there over you, and you're being like, God, I gotta like write poetry, and I gotta you know I, I gotta call everyone I love. It can't be that all the time. Sometimes <laughs> you gotta poetry. Play ca- How meaningful. <laughs> Sometimes <laughs> yeah. you gotta play Candy Crush. Sometimes you gotta make a meme. Uh huh. Uh-huh. Yes. Yes. It's yes. just and so, but. There has to be a limit to how yes. long you're going to spend making this meme. 10, 15 minutes, I think, is a good... Can you do Photoshop, though? Are you someone who knows Photoshop? Yeah. I've taught myself See, over yeah, the last decade. I can't even do that. So it's like, if I'm in a meme space that requires Photoshop, that requires then me, almost as though I'm like working in a production company and I'm like sending it out for an edit. Like, I'll have to schedule <laughs> time with Angela. My boyfriend will have to like say, I'll be like, can you... So I'm going to want you to, to place Catherine Heigl like in the Spider-Man world. <laughs> 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 and he's like, okay, cool. I'm like, yeah, so when can you get this to me by EOD? Thank you. I'm so sorry. <laughs> <laughs> oh, um, my God. So it's a lot. It's a lot, and it's hard. Yeah. But some people are so good. Like, Patty Harrison is having a, a Photoshop reality show for Adobe. <laughs> Actually, don't tell right, me more. Yeah, don't tell me because it's like going to stress me out, and no. I don't want to hear it. Please don't. <laughs> yeah, there are some, there's, there's some, there's some quarters of this business I can't know. that I just want to be like the dark web where there's just a wall between me and it, and I, I don't, don't know. know what's going I know there's stuff going on there that is going to, that is a, uh, Going to upset me, upset me, worry that like, me, that is uh, that scare me, destructive <laughs> to our collective civilization. Firewall. I I can't. I want. I really can't. An emotional firewall. Totally. And it's, that's that's fair. Um, <laughs> but wait. Okay. Okay. Go back. I, what were you? Pat, say I don't know if if you're comfortable talking about this, but you uh, you were when you guys first met. You Naomi said you were newly sober. Yes. Yes. That's true. What if you don't mind? What led you to that? What led you to getting sober? Yeah, it was... um, Honestly, it's so embarrassing. Like, it's like my... Because I would love if I had a more interesting story (laughs) slash journey. And and maybe I'll relapse on something really fun and then kind of have that. (laughs) But I really, like, got very into, like... Well, first of all, I just was an alcoholic. So, like, I always was so drunk no matter what all the time. And that was amazing for me and i really enjoyed that and then <laughs> <laughs> sure sure and then for the alcohol it's kind of this thing of like i was in college and we were all always so drunk and then like i was 25 and everyone's like you're so drunk always like you can't even talk and i was like yeah we all are and everyone was like i don't understand what you just said and i was like okay <laughs> and then also i got really into like amphetamines like adderall speedy stuff. And I liked Coke and Molly and, and Adderall and stuff like that. And I would just stay up for like days and days and then be, and then act so crazy to people. And then kind of because of like the Adderall journey, like orange bottles became really exciting to me. And so when I saw, then I one time saw Oxy in an orange bottle. So then I got really into like painkillers too. So it's 
Kind of like painkillers, amphetamines, alcohol. Like. That is a lot in three years I, I know, or four I years. Because you're young. I mean, because you're saying 25-ish. And No, I got sober when I was... You have to remember, I'm going to be 33 in one week. What? Ooh. Yeah. Wow. Oh, you're part of the young-looking crowd. I'm yeah, he looks young, so young. I'm, I'm Eliza Schlesinger, elder millennial. So <laughs> 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 I thought you were going to say Eliza Doolittle. <laughs> I, well, I'm very much her too. And, uh, and um, what is he going to say? I was 20. I think I got sober once when I was 27, which was, um, which that was kind of spurred on by like a spank to, to go back into that UCB world. Wow. I was doing a spank and I had like dear friends in it and I had kind of a three day run, as we say, like before <laughs> it and just have no memory of like the days before it. And I woke and I was, I like missed tech. I showed up like literally minutes before the show and like, I don't remember any of it. And um, then I had like a kind of intervention. I went to get notes on my spank. Spank, spank is like an yeah, original sorry. show you're trying to put up at UCB. Yeah, it's just an audition. It's, a, is, it's so. an audition to do to to do your own half hour stage show at UCB. Yeah. yeah, I'm doing the worst thing you could ever do in a podcast, which makes you belong in jail. Which is when you keep using UCB terms and the hosts keep having to like explain <laughs> them to the audience. <laughs> it's like so not cool and like so rude. Um, <laughs> so I was doing that. I wrote this actually incredible show that should be absolutely Tony nominated. And, um, <laughs> There's a good. That's a you bring up a good point why aren't ucb shows up for tony nominations i don't know i don't know it's it's time i think it's time now that ucb's over i think it's time for you to be time to petition them (laughs) um where is my tony for rockefeller centaur the original musical i wrote with my friend mark Oh, yeah, that's incredible. It was. There was about a, it was about a centaur living in the basement of a corporation, which is how the corporation was profitable. My little DSA baby, always. I'm gonna. I'm gonna yeah, they they. It, it was enslaved there. I will say this. It's interesting. Um, we had an actor in our spank that uh fucked up the entire th- like sh- didn't show up when we started rehear- like actually doing the the tech rehearsal and stuff like that. Had to recast them at the last moment. And that inspired them to get their shit together. Oh my god, they're Spanx. fucking up. <laughs> Spanks are out there twelfth stepping. Really <laughs> <are>. <laughs> and um, so, anyways, I went to get notes on my spank which, with the which I'm going to start from now and from this point forward. I will be referring to spank as show. And um, <laughs> so, I went to get notes on my show from um, the artistic director, and it was like. Definitely, like my friends had spoken to the idea about my issues, and so she kind of confronted me. And by this point, I didn't have like an apartment; like I didn't have anything. I was broke, broke, broke. Didn't have an apartment; like didn't have anything. Was sleeping on couches, and um, so and could not hold a job. I keep I kept getting like really bad day jobs and getting fired from them. And then, um, anyways, I ended up. So that was when you were twenty-seven. That was when I was 27. That was your first go round. My first go, it didn't stick. And then I like, and then when I was 28, it got even worse. Because then I had like that kind of like, I remember seeing like pills, taking them. And then I had like a month or so, or three months maybe, or like a fake three months where like maybe I had drank once. But I was like, when it, I'll tell people later, like I'll push back my anniversary date. You know what I mean? (laughs) (laughs) Oh God. So, but I generally had like a three month thing and then I took pills and then I had like a nine month just hell relapse where like no one really knew I was still drinking so I was very alone it was very like it was just that was like the darkest and then 
I forget why. I think I had like stolen pills so much at family. Well, whatever. I ended up being like I had to stop. I went. I quit comedy. Moved back. Moved into my parents' basement and like was like and started like doing sober stuff. Like, um, well, you hung out with the old. I loved it though because it was because what was funny to me is like that because you were getting sober on Long Island with like old people. Yeah, which I thought was so funny because knowing you, Pat, I can just imagine you coming into that meeting of people who are just you know hardworking people trying to take it one day at a time, <laughs> yeah. and then you come in and you're like, my standup is not going well, and I just feel yeah. like I was like the gays went to Fire Island without me. <laughs> <laughs> Thank you for letting me share. Um, and, uh, so guys, no, like I, I did like truly. I fucking drove a cement mixer into uh, into the girders and knocked down the building killed a kid. yeah no one had ever the problems were like everyone else like was losing custody and i was like not not getting invited to fire island <laughs> and um but i did like i remember like the third my like third day or something i did like dramatically come out as gay like tearfully and everyone was like you're so weird and i was like all right well whatever but, <laughs> but it was fun my best friend was this like 50 year old woman we like she drove me places it was fun it was a fun like year and i remember like coming in one in a while for shows and that was probably that UCB Chelsea show yeah 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 what part of Long Island is this the uh, the more like working class Italian part of Long Island or the like Jewish upper crusty part the well um not the upper not the Jewish part <laughs> <laughs> I'm really Catholic and that's my biggest belief and I'm actually I've come on the podcast today to spread the message of <laughs> Jesus Christ um, I am. now which is your Jesus are we talking about the peaceful Jesus or the warrior Jesus revelations <laughs> the, warrior Jesus. the warrior Jesus no I'm from a place called East Northport which is like East Northport that sounds like a fake town on like a there's, teen show there's East Northport Northport Centerport, which is Centerport is west of Northport, and East Northport is south of Northport. So, like, the names mean nothing. The points mean nothing. It's like, um, whose line is it anyway? Um, and yeah, it was like pretty, like, I would go to like west. I would, I would always, like, I was always leapfrogging west in my sobriety circles because, like, because those were like the richer areas and it was kind of like aspirational to me and I would see like you know the, the wester you went like the more bougie the cars were and I was like oh that's so cool that like that's so cool that people have nice cars um, and, um, <laughs> um but yeah so I was from like Suffolk and that's like middle truly truly middle of the road like um between like Nassau like Nassau is like kind of like North Shore Nassau is sort of like Gatsby, like the really Mm -hmm. Jewish money. And then, you know, the Hamptons are obviously all the way east, and that's like awesome money. money. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and then I was like, I'm in the middle of that. Uh-huh. Also, don't you have like something ridiculous, like five siblings? I have five siblings. Yes. <laughs> that's ridiculous. <laughs> it, it's like so many. It's because like, <laughs> I remember something ridiculous, like two parents. <laughs> but I, I just mean, remember. You posted. I remember, like, you know, seeing some picture, you know, like for you know Siblings Day or something on IG, yeah. where I was like, all of these people in one house. <laughs> yeah. like, I couldn't. I couldn't fathom it. How many half siblings do you have? But we had all in one house. That's my point. It's like to have like six kids all under one roof. Yeah. We were only truly under one roof for like one year of like everyone lives there full time because my youngest sister was born when I was a junior and my brother was a senior. And so then like he, so then he went to college, then I, and then I went to college. But then, but like when I came back, I think there were 
when I came back, I think my older brother was like was living in Queens, and my younger brother I think was at college. So it was like my other younger brother, my sister, and my other sister. So it was, it was actually that was a lot. That was like four of us. But then like one of then my other brother went to college. So. I don't know. It, there's always like a cycling. There's always a cycle. Yeah. <laughs> but you grew up with your parents. Like with that many of you, I know you were a runner, right? Like yes. that was your thing in, in high school and stuff. Yeah. That was very much my thing. You did track and field. I did track and field. Yeah. I um distance run. I like to run distance. I even just, I, I'm trying to get back into it right now. I've gained a lot of weight over the um, quarantine pandemic, which isn't good or bad. It's just mm-hmm. um, the body that I'm moving in today. Yep. Yep. Tell and, it, sister. <laughs> absolutely. <laughs> I go on like a 45-minute spiral of body positivity that like ends up like <laughs> alienating everyone. Uh, um, <laughs> and, so I, and so I do miss running, and so I'm trying to get back into running. It's a different experience, but I'm but whatever. I'm, I'm This week, I'm I ran 12 miles last night. <gasps> what? And then I ran like six and a half today. I ran 50 what? miles this week. I just, I'm trying to run. I'm doing none to run this app. So oh, it's like good. from nothing to like, you know, you're supposed, after 12 weeks, you're supposed to be able to run for half an hour straight. But I'll tell you, it's like literally like a, you run for a minute, you walk for two. You run for a minute, you know, like kind yeah. of just like doing that. My shins are hurting. I was like, I broke my legs. I was like, well, I didn't yeah. think this was supposed to be so hard, <laughs> especially just doing like a minute at a time. Yeah. Well, what shoes? Can I ask what shoes you want? Yes. So I'm, I ordered something because right now Hold I'm just... on. I don't want a short circuit running. Okay, you're right. Know, we'll talk about it after. We'll talk about it after. Which, like, <laughs> no, I was fine with the running. It's still you started talking gear. How many electrolytes are you drinking afterwards? Well, I text you because I need to know. Like her shin muscle just falling off. I know. I was like, this hurts. I'm bad I, at running. For years and years of my life, I worked in running stores, fitting oh. people, making those racks. So, um, <laughs> so you're a pro. You know. So great. Qualified. I will be bothering you offline. I would off describe my, I would describe myself as uniquely qualified. But anyways. <laughs> but you know, speaking of running, you know, Pat, for so many years, what were you running from? <laughs> <laughs> um, now that that's is, a fucking yeah. transition. <laughs> It is funny. I mean, I, when I think of like my teenage years, which is when I really got into running, I was so sad. Like I was, when I think of myself in high school, I was like, I just had this deep sadness all the time that I don't even know exactly mm. what it was. And, um, and I do think running like really helped me with that. Like, and I don't, I didn't realize how sad I was cause I was never, I didn't know, like now that I'm happier, like as an adult, I'm like, oh my God. Like, and I only have that feeling sometimes. I'm like, oh my God, I used to have this feeling like, 24 7 this like heaviness mm-hmm. and um and i think running was like a little bit of an escape from that and i think yeah i think and it also really helped me make friends like i i was you know a closeted gay person and i like really catholic school and um and it was the aughts when it was like like it was like american pie culture like you were like <laughs> <laughs> yes, yes, so like you I couldn't don't... be gay. You couldn't be gay in that, and so it is specific, and it's just like so right. it's okay to fuck a pie, but, but not, not have a ass. consensual relationship with yes. someone of your own gender. Yes, <laughs> yeah. and so, um, so yeah, I think like running and running like helped me make friends with boys. Like I was always have been. It's just always been. I remember in eighth grade, I had one friend, and um, I remember like telling him, I was like, you know, for some for whatever reason, it's actually like so much easier I find it to talk to girls than to boys and he was like well that would mean you were gay and I was like yeah I'm just kidding about that and then I like made him like never say that again and so I just like all of high school was so careful about like 
like it was just an experience of like being like it was having to pretend it was hard to talk to girls and easy to talk to boys but it was so hard to talk to boys and easy to talk to girls so mm-hmm. i think having a sport it made it easy because it was kind of this built-in like friend group that was kind of co-ed because it was like boys and girls mm. you know what i mean uh-huh. also there's a kind of isolation to running right yeah. where you're you're like i don't have to talk to anyone this is great <laughs> totally yeah totally it's like i mean Either it's, like, a group of people running together, which is fun because it's, like, just chatty, but you never have to say anything unless you have something so brilliant and funny to say. Which, so, it's, like, um, so it's just a win. It's, like, you only, there's only th- to be one. So have to be one. And, um, and then, or it's, like, by yourself, which is, like, absolute heaven. Because I've always been very, um, my mind really wanders. I'm always, like, dissociating. I'm always, like... Oh my god, it's tw- it's truly three hours later. Where have I been? Like, where have I gone? You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. That kind of thing. So running was like didn't help me with that, but it indulged that a lot because whatever. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and like do ta- you get that? Where's yeah. your brain? You're like, where are you? Where do you go? Sorry, I was thinking about <laughs> that pixie song in my head, and then <laughs> I started. I, I I mean, this is the literal thing, and I was like, man, that's such a cliche song now. I love the Pixies so much, and this song has become this. Whenever someone's mind wanders, this has become this. This is, by the way, this. You're, I'm Wait, now what, unpacking like ten seconds. Where is my mind? Oh my god! Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. I actually love that song. Yeah, but it's become like it, for a band that like it seems like no one gave a shit about when I was a kid, except for me and my friend Josh. <laughs> uh, and now, like, it's just weird. Sorry. Anyway, that's what, <laughs> by the way, that's now it's an anthem. For, like, now it's I an was, anthem. Yeah, an anthem. I was lost in that. And then I was trying to think of like another Pixie song to reference <laughs> that <laughs> that had see, the same flavor. Do you see what I deal with every day, Patrick? Okay, um, I can't get him to focus. So, but Pat, but you, I think you get where I. Where my, I think we have similar brains. Totally. <laughs> totally. <laughs> um. um but you are, you know, on couples therapy, obviously, we're going to be talking to people about their relationships, friendships, all that. Answer oh, yeah. advice questions. Answer advice questions. I yes, forgot about that true. aspect. I forgot about that aspect. But, like, <laughs> you know, you are someone, I would say, almost famously in a relationship. Yeah, yeah. Because you were also someone f- previously famously... Um, flirty you know what yes. i mean like you know uh, famously for you know, way, Amy, i was like free to put that on, a t-shirt. Like on the prowl yes Fam- on the pr- <laughs> and like famously kind of unlucky in love sort of do you know what yes. i mean that was like what yeah. you talked about oh on the pod on stage <laughs> <A> car <laughs> would you say you're a samantha, a samantha. no i think i was like a samantha i think i was almost a charlotte I think I was almost a Charlotte, yeah, in my own weird way. Yeah, I get that. I start crying. I, I start bawling, crying. <laughs> <laughs> oh my god! You know, in the history of the world, someone has revealed something in therapy, like where they have been like, I, th- where they like, it becomes a, like a breakthrough where they were like, I think I'm a Charlotte, and they start crying. <laughs> <laughs> oh my god! Um, but you know. You were obviously, you know, you were you you had your at least a year of sobriety, right, before you got in your relationship. Yeah, you followed the yes. rules. Yes, yes, yes. And though I didn't try to, I actively tried to break the rules. No one would date me, so it was cool. <laughs> <laughs> I follow the rules not by choice. Um, yes. Would you? Was it? Is this your first real relationship? Yeah, my only other was a girl in college, a woman, a young woman in college, my senior year of college. Senior year? I know. I didn't come out until I was 25. Do you know that about me? No, I didn't know that. Didn't used to talk like this at all. (laughs) Totally different voice. (laughs) 
I, um, yeah, it was, I came out as 25. It wasn't big for me. It was hard for me. It was really difficult for me. Yeah. And I really thought maybe I could just make it till I died. And I felt really? close. I literally was like, I'm almost there when I was like 24. And it was like, <laughs> you're like, oh, I'm going to be dead soon. Yeah, yeah. yeah. 60 more years. Fingers crossed. <laughs> yeah. I was like, I felt at least, yeah. So, but, um, see, so yeah, I dated a girl in college and then I this just explains all the pills. Yeah, I didn't exactly. realize you were now. Okay. Yes, and I so oh, I, okay. I came out when I was twenty five. Got sober the first time when I was twenty seven. Got sober the second time when I was twenty eight. So it's kind right. of like right. that was my. Was journey. it because of the Catholicism? I think largely like it was that, but I wouldn't have not in a hugely explicit way, just in the way of like that was like the environment I was in, and I didn't mm-hmm. even know it was just like the atmosphere around me like i didn't know anything i felt like this is not a thing i could i remember being on the bus and like feeling so scared at the thought of like if i would ever like let it in like that like knowledge Mm -hmm. i would get Mm -hmm. so panicked like it felt like the world would end if like i let that happen Mm -hmm. um so it was just like clinging on to trying to like fight it away Mm -hmm. and um but it wasn't like a priest was like 20 20 um, ruler, ruler hits yeah if you're gay it wasn't that <laughs> 20 ruler hits if you're gay and um <laughs> i was when you were doing that motion what i was thinking of was the scourge you know the thing where they like whip their backs with that oh yes from um that that is da Vinci um, code yes yes oh, <laughs> board, i was gonna say boardwalk <laughs> empire oh re- okay i at least i saw paul bettany do it in the da Vinci code uh, michael shannon <laughs> scourges himself in uh, oh. boardwalk empire I should watch that. I really do want to. It's a good one. It's a good one. Um, um, but so, okay. So then this is your first relationship. So yeah, this is my first relationship. And yeah, so. I, but it's lasting. It's doing, you're doing really great. Yeah, it is lasting. It's, um, it's so <laughs> funny. I've never been in a relationship. So there's so many little things that are really difficult about it that I didn't know about. And so, yeah. So, so yeah. Like what are some of the things that, you know, that aren't what you thought would come with the relation? Yeah, I kind of thought you could still do like whatever you wanted. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like I'm always like um Angela will get, you know, we always have this kind con- an ongoing conversation. Angela is someone who like needs more than I need. Like I I really I think from my years of like solitude, I really am a self-sufficient person and like I am always in my own head. I'm really stimulated by my own thoughts and like I like to have my own routines and I have weird little routines, almost ritualistic routines. And like (laughs) Angelo feels sometimes like now that I'm getting back into running, it's very much a conversation because last time Angelo felt, I didn't feel, but Angelo felt that it took over too much. It took me over too much. And so, so now it's this crazy experience of like having to be like, I'm going for a run, but like trying to do it in a way that it's like not taking me over. You know what I mean? It's so or like what he mean he thinks you're doing it like you're gone too long or like you're talking about it nonstop like not even that I'm talking like thinking about it nonstop I guess or like um or like he I think he gets anxiety around the fact that like he thinks that I'll always a big part of like running culture is running every day so it's like always finding a time to fit it in so he'll be like he'll like to um I think that he likes to make sure that if it came to it for some reason if I had to choose like something that was important for a relationship or going for a run I think he feels he likes to feel certain that I would always choose him you know what I mean he's Mm -hmm. I do think sometimes in his mind it's like I'll choose running over him whereas to me I'm like Oh, I just have these other interests that I like to do, and then I'll see you when I get home. I don't. I don't know. I don't know. Mm-hmm. I don't Wait, know if I'm the- being. I'm also freaking out because I don't know if I'm being tr- 
totally fair. So just everyone should know that I'm like a uh-huh, little crazy uh-huh. and like, you know what I mean? So, <laughs> and nothing I say is true or real. So, <laughs> but to me, it's very real. To me, it's very real. Yeah, right, right, right. Yeah. This is just a worry. Like there, this is nothing that like, there's no, uh, been no like where, like you guys were supposed to go to a wedding together and instead <laughs> you went on a, ma- you, you decide to run a marathon. Yeah. Like I think he thinks that might happen. And uh-huh. so like, it's so he, I do think, I don't know. I don't, it's one of those things that it's so hard to explain why, but for some reason, like in the world of our relationship like you get sucked into like we'll be in these like f- not even fights but like weirdnesses that i'm that are like i can't explain it. or he'll think that he'll say that he feels like a um like i have a checklist of things because i'll be like after i want to write for an hour i want to run then i want to you know do well, this I yes do this. yes and, mm-hmm. but if i don't do that then like for instance today he's working and so i did the run and i have this and but besides that i've been like truly doing nothing like truly yeah. today and yesterday doing nothing and like unless i have like very defined parameters of like what i'm going to do and when i'm going to do it it is crazy like how you just float like, off into the yeah, ether. I get exactly, it. Exactly. Exactly. Yeah. yeah. So, That's Angie times a thousand. He's got a little post-it <laughs> note next to his computer times every day. a thousand. Well, no, you had your thing. How about <laughs> that's just Andy? Period. <laughs> times one. Times one. <laughs> Thank you. Thank you. I don't need those three extra zeros. <laughs> um, so, yeah. That's but I mean, I think that's just part of like relationships. You have you have your own anxieties. You tend to project them onto your partner sometimes, you yeah. know. And then you and and you spin off into like your own little fantasy world with them. Totally, totally. Yeah, I think that if me and Angelo didn't work out, which I think we will work out, but I think if we didn't work out, I think that I would probably be more open to being single forever because I'm realizing that. I, I think before I dated anyone, I was like, I have to be in a relationship just because mm-hmm. it feels like that's something I should not even now I'm feeling sex in the city. It's like, oh, what am I supposed to want a relationship? <laughs> that, is not, that is not current day. But I, it's not like that. I mean, like, I'm like, oh, I want to feel that thing of like having. A, yes. And now I have that and I like it. But I also like it's not worth it to me unless you really love the person. Yes. Which is maybe yes, obvious, but to me, I don't know. So no, me, no, no. I totally get that, though, because I was that same way, too. Like, I just I wanted someone to love me. You know what I mean? Yeah, yeah, yeah. And kind of didn't account for it. I think I used to talk about this on on stage where I was like, I never factored in the other person having issues. Right, You know, it was all about what they were going to bring to me. (laughs) Yeah. And then you like are faced with another human and it's like, oh, you want my help? You know what I mean? And like not being ready for that. And I definitely know what you mean. Like, yeah, totally. Like, unless it's, and at first it was just about getting the person that there wasn't so much thought into like, well, do I actually really want them or just a person? Totally. Yeah, yeah, yeah. No, makes perfect um. sense. <laughs> <laughs> so it's just that thing of like, oh, so it's like, yes. And I think because of the way my brain is, I don't think it lends itself to relation, like being, I don't think I'm a good boyfriend per se, or like, I don't think I'm good at being in a relationship. I think I, I think that, so whatever. So I think that's a str- an ongoing struggle for me that mm-hmm. it's like hard to like meet uh, someone else's need. Maybe it's selfish is the word I'm looking for. Like, I think it's, <laughs> <laughs> I think it's hard for me to like meet someone else's needs and not be like, I want to do my own, like go away. Like I want to do my own thing. Yeah. Yeah. You know what I mean? But is it easier for you to maintain your friendships or is it the same thing in your friendships that you're kind of like, you see, cause I feel like you and I like, 
I see you when I see you. We get yeah. really into it for the 25 minutes before yes. one of our sets. And yes. then it's like, all right, see you later, Pat. And then yeah. I text you later because you've left your wallet or something <laughs> else valuable. Yeah. Oh, yeah, you have my notebook back. I do. You're going to steal all my jokes. I had a joke notebook literally from the last show in New York. And I was like, hey, Pat, do you want it? And he was like, no, you can throw it out. <laughs> the next well, set you do, <laughs> Naomi, the- you should just do Pat's jokes. <laughs> just hold the, note- the notebook up. Just read out well, the notebook. Because the truth is, every do- joke notebook, I'm using air quotes I've ever had, is literally just, like, completely blank, but one page, it's, like, bullet point, like, gay, question mark? Like, is that a joke? And then, like, no. And then, like, or I'll be, like, write down, like, stand up, underline, absolutely nothing, absolutely nothing under it. And it's, like, so it's, like, none of them are worth anything. But, um, I know. Well, I know. Friendships are tricky for me, I think, too, um, for some reason. I don't know. I think, um... I don't know why. You know, I don't know why. I think mm-hmm. for some reason I always seem to get into my head around certain friendships, often with other gay men. I think with other gay men I do get into these, especially other gay men in my industry. Mm-hmm, um, mm-hmm. You know, I I get in my head. I don't know why I get very... I'm a Scorpio at the end of the day. <laughs> no, I don't know what that no, means. Yeah, we, don't, we, don't we don't do that, do here. that here. <laughs> we don't do that here. Not in this house. No, no. <laughs> No, this is a house of emotional realism. <laughs> I've never heard Did you, you have, do you still have friendships with people from uh, either pre-coming out or pre-sobriety? Yeah, I have like, I have like two people I went to college with who are like ride or die. A straight married mm-hmm. couple who are like ride or die. And mm-hmm. then I have like a really good friend from college too who like, lives in Colorado so I never see him but it's kind of like um I will always be his friend mm-hmm. and then you know my siblings are my friends I was gonna say that I wonder too it's like you come from a big family and you guys do seem to be close so it's like you have these built-in yeah five friends at any given yeah. time you could like to- call somebody totally yeah and um yeah, so I have that, and then, but then, yeah, I think, like, when I came out, it was a lot of, like, okay, now, like, I'm friends with every gay person now since I'm gay, and so, like, when gay people hang out without me, I'm like, I thought we were, I thought I was in your friend group, you know what I mean? Because uh-huh. we're all gay together, I thought, or, or so I thought, and so I, I, I end up getting all these, like, resentments and stuff, you know, and, um, <laughs> do, you, do you know what that's like? That's like when I was in uh, B'nai B'rith, which is a Jewish youth group, and I was like, <laughs> oh, finally, I'm around, like, it's not that I wasn't around, like, you know, I went to religious school, and I had friends there but like i'm finally gonna meet a ton of other jews uh because i come from like a really christian part of pennsylvania uh and uh, just because we're jews we're gonna like each other and i <laughs> hated most of them yeah, i yeah. really i found one guy uh who like we seem to like vibe with uh-huh. uh, and then everyone else and then we just sat there while everyone else was doing their thing <laughs> I just made fun of them. Uh huh. And I really thought I really thought just like like the bonds of Judaism would, <laughs> would, would transform into friendship. And they did not not except for one it did one person. Right. <laughs> um yeah, it's kinda of like that. But it's like I've always been a very social person. I've always had like core friend groups and I think it's in my thirties for some reason I'm finding myself really not needing it as much where Angela really has to push me to like go out and see people or like you know go to one of like an event when it's safe to do so mm-hmm. or whatever and yeah, um, yeah. <laughs> and I mean left to my own devices in my 30s I think it's like I have a job I really like I do shows and see definitely see people at shows mm-hmm. um and then like the other part and then I have someone I live with here so it's like I don't I'm not like looking for 
a ton of interaction. Like I'm often <laughs> just like yeah. really happy to like when I get time alone, I'm like, oh, this is perfect. No one's here. Right. And so right, right. that's what's tricky is like I'm always I don't know. I'm always jockeying to be alone. But then when I'm alone, I get wildly depressed and I get so <laughs> lonely. And it's like, you know what I mean? And I'm I always want to be alone. And the second I'm alone, I'm like, I got to end it all. Like this is I am just absolutely <laughs> devastated. No one cares about me. You know what I mean? It's just like. <laughs> So that's cool. <laughs> I was thinking as you're talking, I'm just like, oh, so far, most of this is very resonant with me. And I'm like, why aren't we better friends? And then I'm like, oh, because we are close to the same person and just want to be isolated. <laughs> yeah. It's like, like, it's very much like, I think fondly of them. And that's the friendship. Do you know, as opposed yeah. to like reaching out where you're like, yeah, I like them, but you wanted me to do something. I'm terrible at reaching out to people, particularly here in LA, where going places is like a little extra layer of work, you know, like yeah. having to get in a lift or yeah. because I don't know places off the top of my head, you know, but I feel like in New York, I was constantly being like, meet me at West 4th Street. Like we meet at West 4th, <laughs> we find like something, food or drink. Girl, your social <laughs> calendar, your dance card what? is full. What? I meet one friend maybe once a week. Maybe I have two social engagements. Naomi, <laughs> three times a day. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner. No, She's don't. going out. No, you don't. really? By going out, he means picking up the Postmates at the door. <laughs> I'm starting to get pissed. I'm starting to get pissed. Even though we don't live in the same city, I'm like, why am I, why am I not getting calls? <laughs> Wait, who, are you, who are you guys friends with in LA? Can I ask that on, on air? You don't have to answer. <laughs> no, which is like, I mean, people. We'll but take nothing, the answer off the air. Yeah, but like, <laughs> yeah. it's just more like, I, I realize it's like tough. Like, I was like, oh, Right, a friend of mine reached out to me and it's been almost two weeks and I got to call her back, you know, and I just like, I think because so much of the th- things I do here or all of us revolve around this business, which yeah. is very anxiety producing. Yes. Sometimes I find this, like, I'm, I'm hesitant to socially interact because I'm like, well, I don't want to talk about work totally. or hear about your work or, or be in a place where or, I don't know, everyone's do, thriving. I don't yeah. Worry. Yeah. Well, you know what? Do we think this is a good time to take a break and answer some questions? Yeah, I think so. I think okay. so. So why don't we take a break and when we get back, we're going to answer your advice questions with Pat Reed. Woo! Ready to pop the question? The jewelers at BlueNile.com have got sparkle down to a science with beautiful lab-grown diamonds worthy of your most brilliant moments. Their lab-grown diamonds are independently graded and guaranteed identical to natural diamonds, and they're ready to ship to your door. Go to BlueNile.com and use promo code LISTEN to get $50 off your purchase of $500 or more. That's code LISTEN at BlueNile.com for $50 off. BlueNile.com, code LISTEN. There's never been a faster or easier way to start your weight loss journey than with Plush Care. PlushCare accepts most insurance plans and gives you online access to board-certified physicians who can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wigovi and ZepBound for those who qualify. Take charge of your health and speak with a board-certified physician about a weight loss plan that's right for you. Get started today at PlushCare.com slash weight loss. That's PlushCare.com slash weight loss. PlushCare.com slash weight loss. Mom deserves better than a drugstore card. This Mother's Day, surprise her with a truly special personalized card from Moonpig. Add your favorite photos, a heartfelt message, and we'll even mail it for you the same day, all for just $5. From mom to grandma, we have something to celebrate every mom in your life. Every mom deserves a Moonpig card. Get 50% off your first card at Moonpig.com. Moonpig.com. 
Hey, y'all, wanted to pop in real quick and let you know that if you like what you hear and you want to support the show, there are a couple different ways. Most of our support comes from our wonderful Patreon community. For $5 a month, you get two bonus episodes of just us mostly spilling the tea mm-hmm. and occasionally searching for crazy bread in Los Angeles, plus lots of other bonus content. We love our page pals, and we couldn't do this without you. And if you want to join, go to patreon.com slash couples therapy pod. We also have merch, which includes Gotta Miss a Bitch and Jubu t-shirts, yeah. which you can find in the link tree in our Twitter or Insta bios. And for absolutely zero dollars, you can rate and review the show on Apple. Five stars, please. It'll only take 10 seconds and it helps us tremendously. Okay, that's it. We love you deeply. Now back to the show. We're back. back. Pat, thank you so much for lending your heart and soul. All these people who write us, who write into us, you know, they need to seek treatment. And totally. That's something you know about. Um, <laughs> as always, you guys, we love, you can send us DMs on Instagram, DM on Twitter, email couplestherapypod at gmail.com. But also what I love the most, Teddy, is when you send me that voicemail. All right. <laughs> 323-524-7839. I get to hear your voice. I get to hear where you're at emotionally. And that helps us help you. All right. Here's our first voicemail. Hi, Andy and Naomi. Um, I'd like to remain anonymous, but I have a question about work relationships for you. So I am a non-binary person who uses they, she pronouns, and I work in an office environment that's mostly remote now. But um, I've recently come out as non-binary and put my pronouns in my email signature and that's pretty much it um but I was looking for maybe some guidance on coming out to at least some of my closer co-workers directly because I still get misgendered a lot um and if you had any tips for doing that in a way that's not going to come off as aggressive or I don't know um for context too I work in a a, a field that's a little bit more conservative with a little bit more older folks who may not even know what that means. <laughs> um, and it doesn't help that I present pretty femme regardless. Um, so I'm, I'm worried about people not understanding or having to explain it. And, but I also don't want to keep getting misgendered like constantly at work. Um, also I'm a really shy person, so I don't like to speak up for myself as it is, but, um, yeah, I don't know, just uh, any tips for coming out. Um, there's a few close, one or two close coworkers that I have been able to talk about it with, but like not, not like managers or anything like that. And, um, yeah, well, anyways, um, love the show. Love you guys. And bye. Hmm. Hmm. Well, see, this is a question I don't know the answer to. Yeah. <laughs> I don't know how to help them. I don't know how to help them. Well, if I can ask, Pat, did you, were you working at the time when you came out and where you had to like talk to your coworkers at all? Yeah, I was. I mean, it's so different, I'm sure, because I totally um, empathize with like the thing of like, you know, coming, everyone knows what gay is. You know what I mean? I'm not going to say I'm gay. And so I'm like, oh, well, what the hell? This is so confusing to keep track of. You know what I mean? Like, <laughs> I didn't have to worry about that. And so I think that um, I totally empathize that this is probably an even much harder process. Um, but I do think that, like, you know, hearing their 
their tone and like their language i think that it seemed like maybe they were struggling with feeling almost a guilt of like burdening these people with like or having to feeling like they have to manage um their coworkers emotions of like you know it's not aggressive to say these are my pronouns mm-hmm. it is not aggressive to like be like this is you know who i am and like if if they take it defensively or if they have an energy where it feels like that something's being asked of them like that's that's on them and and this caller, I don't think, needs to feel any sort of, like, guilt from just stating, like, who they are, as a, you know, and um, and I think that that's easier said than done, and, like, shyness is real, and feeling anxiety about conversations is real, but, um, but, I mean, if it could help at all, just to keep in mind that, like, they're not asking for anything you know, they're not asking for anything, you know, extra. They're not asking for anything. So if that if that's part of the mentality of like, oh gosh, I don't want to like have to feel like I'm asking these people for something. Like you're really not. You're just saying who you are and and everyone else does that too. So I don't know. It would be my only thought. That is actually very good. That is a very good thought, Pat. Okay, now it's got me thinking. Because the thing is my kind of thought, my gut reaction is again, being able to hear them, which is why I love a voicemail. Mm-hmm a very gentle person and saying like, you know, I'm kind of shy. I don't speak up for myself. But to me, the impulse is like, if you're in a um, convo and somebody misgenders you, is there a light way of just kind of correcting them, just correcting them. And then if that opens up a conversation where they're like, Oh, what do you mean? Or what is non-binary? If you're in the mood, you can explain it. And if not, you can be like, I'll send you a link. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like, you're all, like, remote anyway. And I understand that feeling of not wanting to have to, like, have a very special episode or the more you know with every coworker. Uh But if there's, like, the couple people, you know, you start with the people who you interact with the most. You know? So you said you've already talked to your close coworkers. But now the people who you're, like, Zooming with all the time where, you know, you're more likely to run into that issue. I feel like start with them. It'll be easiest because these are people you communicate with a lot. Of course, not in this way, but just communication in general. And then, and then also too, what we what we hope is that once you've talked to a couple people, now you have other people who can kind of keep other people not in check, but help keep them like aware. Right. You know yeah. what I mean. So that. If it is like, you know, people love talking about being a work family and being like, we have each other's back. No, no one likes talking about being a work family except for the boss so that they can manipulate you. That's true. They're like, I'm your daddy. Work for 40 hours today. 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 In one day. Yeah. Let me throw this out just because it it popped into my head. Uh, An email to people that just says, hey, just want to let you guys know uh, I've done some soul searching i don't know like what's the process of like realizing your gender identity but like whatever i've I've, and i you know i think i or i know i am non-binary and so my pronouns are they them or whatever your pronouns are and um i know that might i know you might not understand that here's a website that explains it uh thanks that's just it or just Mm -hmm. like something that like so the burden's not on you to like you said very special episode or just be like it's a lot of i i hear i see this a lot online where it's emotional labor to have to to have to teach people Mm -hmm. uh about whatever about your ethnicity or about your religion or about your gender or something like that it's a lot of uh, on top of the like having to have the um 
having to like overcome your shyness or having to overcome the kind of social um, barriers Mm -hmm. to discuss things with people who are conservative or dumb or, <laughs> or or intersectional queens who are both. <laughs> there are, yeah, we don't talk about this. Yes, the intersectional know. queens out there who are both conservative and dumb. Yeah, exactly. All right. Exactly. Ted Cruz, we're talking about you. <laughs> but yeah, I mean, yeah, because normally though, because my gut reaction is like an email is like too much. But at the same time, if you're working remotely, then it's, that's how everyone communicates anyway. Right. I did so I'm like, email. maybe it's not. But. I did some emails saying I was gay, but that was more to like, I mean, I was 25. So that that was the only thing that was similar where it's like, um, you know, it's 25. So there, there definitely was that awkwardness of like a lot of people know me as uh, straight <laughs> adjacent. Uh, and so <laughs> like, um, so it felt weird telling those people like, oh, BTW, like this is now changing. But, and I sent an email. It doesn't feel great to send an email, but like sometimes, sometimes it's like you do what you, you know what I mean? It's like the options are limited. You do like whatever <laughs> feels the easiest. You know what I mean? Yeah. Um, yeah. It's but the thing with the email though, is like, you got to send it and then forget it. Send yeah. it and forget it. You, cause you, cause you know, I know for me with emails, then like you want all these responses, you know what I mean? And then yeah. you'd be like bad art fan being like, I noticed you didn't comment <laughs> on me donating a kidney. You didn't comment on me coming out as non-binary. Do you want to say anything about it? It's so easy to slide into being a bad art friend. (laughs) (laughs) Can can we pause for one moment, by the way? I know this is coming out uh, like a month or longer from when bad art friend was uh, was in the uh, New York Times. Who came up with that dumb fucking title? I love that. Bad art friend? (laughs) Was the, the person who wrote the headline... Were were they a ten year old? It's well, I just want to know like how sincere. I mean, or how earnest was it? Because it's a very fun, um, sarcastic headline. I don't know how. <laughs> like, I actually haven't read the article, which is so you cool. have to pet. Tre- I am going you know, to. one of those you're, days you're being a bad art friend for not. I'm being a bad art friend <laughs> to the to, to the people who wrote it and are involved with it, and even Celestine. I'm being a bad friend. <laughs> <for Donald. laughs> I'm telling you, one of those days when you're like, I'm alone and spiraling, just read Bad Art Friend. It will yeah. really distract you from your brain and be like, there are a lot of sick people out there. It's very long, right? Isn't it's it like very so long. long. So yeah, you can really like, I had someone copy and paste it for me because I don't have a New York Times. Oh yeah, but I don't either. I'll forward it to you, the email. <laughs> just open it in a uh, incognito tab. It did work for I got me. To, no, it did I, work for me. I have a VPN. I have a VPN that sometimes <laughs> I use that. to watch. Sometimes to, I use a VPN to watch races in Europe. So I <laughs> oh, to, yeah. to watch races yeah. in Europe. My God, you're a runner. <laughs> um, but but uh, but yeah. But sometimes when I'm feeling a little bit risky <laughs> and risque, I'll open up an incognito tab and read a Vulture article. <laughs> yeah, I was gonna say it's crazy to me that Vulture. Like to to me, Vulture is truly a website. At the end of the day, do you know what I mean? So I'm like, uh-huh. <laughs> if you're truly a web, if, if you're a newspaper that also is a website, okay, for some reason that feels okay to charge. But if you're truly, truly a website, then you have to just let me read your whole website all the time whenever I want. You know what I mean? <laughs> mm-hmm, mm-hmm. I do. That, that's how I feel. See, I thought you were gonna say because to me, I'm like, Vulture is literally only for comedians, and I right. feel as though <laughs> you should just be allowed to read it because I'm like, you're doing profiles on like 
people doing bar shows in yeah. Gowanus, <laughs> and I've got to p- pay for that? Yeah. Like, what? <laughs> I'm already paying $70 a night Ubering back and forth to Gowanus every single night of my entire <laughs> life until the day I die. <laughs> every day I wake up, my first thought is, I have to, be, I have to leave for Gowanus at 6.45. It's always 6.45. Me coming from Harlem at 6. It's 6.15. It's oh like so I could be there and not worry. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah. Okay, so email possibility. Yep. Is there a possibility where your close friends can do some of it? Do like a little like a phone tree type thing. I don't yeah. really I don't really mean phone tree. I know but what like, you mean, you know. but I thought about that for a second too, like having them kind of do it. But it's like again, it, that's not that's not their job. And it also doesn't sound like that's what they want to have happen. I think they want to be the ones to say this is who I am. And please, you know, respect my pronouns and my identity. So I, but again, I think I say, that's why it's like, you don't have to do a whole intra-office email to everybody. I say start with like three or four people you talk to, you interact with the most at work. So that, that also is helpful. Sorry. No, no, go ahead. I was saying that is helpful, that like word of mouth thing and what you're saying before, like having a couple people that know that can then be like, that can like correct them, other people for, you know what I mean? Yeah. So it's not like always, like that is helpful. Yeah. yeah, it's like you don't want to brag about yourself. I'll, if Naomi has something that she's proud of, I'll post about it online. Right. Yes, yes, and you do yes. that for me too, right, Andy? You do that for me too. <laughs> <laughs> now I will. I feel like we have we there there our souls are shaking hands. Yeah. Now that we're the same brain. <laughs> me times um, one, you times a thousand. <laughs> um but yeah right because what the other option is to that i don't feel like this this does not feel like a good option Mm -hmm. is to just is like commandeer a meeting right of course no 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 no. right that seems like the bad that's like no 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 there's a video today of some woman standing up on an airplane and like into a microphone talking about covid or some shit (laughs) and i'm like that like that's the bad option, right, ma'am? Right. This is Southwest. Uh, it's like very much <laughs> sit down. Yeah, this is not the time or the place. Uh, Keen listeners will be able to figure out what date we're recording this. Keen <laughs> listeners, our Columbos out there. Um, um, I, was say, I mean, the other thing too is like if you have that an, a community of other non-binary people that you can say like, how did you handle that? Like uh, other people have went through the same thing are always I think like a big resource. Is, also, what I'll say not to pass the buck, right? No, no, no. Buck. But of course, community. You need your community. No, no. But this listener came to us, and we two. No, I two know. straightos, two straightos. <laughs> people who are sex negative, sex neutral. Uh, just and so I, you know, two cis freaks. We're two cis freaks. <laughs> Three cis freaks. I'm a cis freak. That's true. The three cis freaks. Now that's that's a title. Um, can we do that next one, Andy? Yeah. So let's try this voicemail. Hey, Andy and Naomi and maybe guests. Um, I'm calling. I have a relationship question. Um, I started seeing someone that I met on Tinder right in the beginning of the pandemic, like we went out on Wednesday and like my work went remote on the following Monday. So it was like right before things shut down. Um, and we decided to kind of bubble together cause we were both, um, living alone and, you know, working from home. So we've been hanging for, I don't know, like since March, 2020. 
so um been together for a while now and things are great. Uh he is lovely, um really funny, really sweet. Um but over the past <laughs> few months since we've been vaccinated and we've been going out into the world, um, I've realized he's really, really loud. Um, he's just he's one of those people who um turns out sucks all the air out of the room um oh. thinks he is like a hilarious jokester oh. um you know i i find him very funny and charming and endearing but i i don't expect that everyone <laughs> at the restaurant or in the line at the grocery store or walking down the street um finds him funny and charming and endearing oh. um and i just find it like rude and presumptuous i think i um I just, like, feel really, like, embarrassed and anxious when we're in public together. Uh, and I've, I've brought it up kind of gently, just sort of saying, you know, it's, it's my anxiety or whatever, putting it on myself. I don't like to call attention to myself in public, but, um, he's just a big goofball and cannot control the volume of his voice. <laughs> it drives me kind of crazy. Uh, do you have any advice? Um, you know, talk to my real therapist about it. Uh, do I like need to break up with this person over this? I don't know. It's it seems crazy because he's great, but um, I just wish he would be um, a little quieter. Uh, but that's all. Uh, thank you so much. Bye. Okay, this feels so real to me. Yeah, I have ended friendships because they were loud talkers. <laughs> really? Yep. Yeah. Yep. Because I couldn't. Because basically, I didn't want to go out with you, like go places, and then at, and then after not really kind of going anywhere, then we just like stopped hanging out. Uh-huh. Yeah. You know what I mean? I can't take it with somebody loud up in public. Uh, it's, yeah, it's, it's real. It's real. Um, it's tough. I mean, because yeah, you're spending your life with me. Well, and I was gonna say, don't I say to you? So I'll be like, "Hun, that's a little loud." Are you allowed to talk, but, Randy? I can be. He can be, and he can really. It's like a real. It's, first of all, he has the loudest laugh of anyone I've ever heard, uh-huh. and he also laughs at the most random stuff, <laughs> like the stuff where it's like, like it's so funny because he will laugh at something that's like. That was like such a joke just to you or like a deep cut <laughs> or something like that, which is so funny. Yeah. But only sometimes, like only if Andy gets really excited about something, he'll kind of say something loud and I'll be like, just a little bit, just a little bit. <laughs> but that's also because, again, we've been together almost 12 years. And so I totally. think I can say something like that and it's not the end of the world. Right. I also am self-aware. This is the, I think this is maybe uh, the sticking point here is that I'm pretty self-aware. And so, and I've been self-aware as a weird person (laughs) since (laughs) I was a child. And so I'm very, like, except in those moments where I kind of, like, am uh, excited about something, I'm pretty... Uh, I, you know, there's always a version of me looking from the outside looking at me <laughs> yeah. and being like, uh, pull it back, reel it back a little, buddy, because you are yeah. so like... Pump the brakes. So you saying that is just making me aware of the of the spirit Andy standing over oh, there. Oh, no. And yeah. No, no. I mean, no, it's 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 right. You're not stifling me. Okay. Like, if I really... <laughs> If I if I thought you were stifling, that would be a different. That, that that's yeah. a totally different thing. Yeah, it seems like this person, it, our, our our caller's was a boyfriend. Yeah, mm-hmm. our caller's boyfriend is not self aware about their about how they're coming off in public, and that's a problem. <laughs> I yeah. think that's more than anything else. Yes. What struck me was like 
I was like, this isn't going to change. I was like, this is how, the, for some reason, having never met this person, not even the caller, but their boyfriend, I was yeah. like, he'll never change. And so I do think it's one of those things where it's like, maybe she'll learn to not mind it or like it, but probably, I I just think that it's like one of those things where it's like, oh, everything is good except this one thing that drives me crazy. And mm-hmm. as long as that goes away, then we'll be good. But I don't, this for some reason... I'm just picturing this kind of like finance guy who's like so loud. And even if you brought it up, he like wouldn't understand why that was bad. Like, you know what I mean? And he'd be like, no, people yeah. fucking love it. It's <laughs> <laughs> so like, I just don't see him ever changing. And he needs, to, he needs to find someone who like loves that and is like that. Well, there's two versions of this, right? There's the finance. There's the like person who's like uber confident for whatever reason, be it money or cocaine. And they are... <laughs> <laughs> and they don't understand people fucking hate them like right. wolf of wall street shitheads where like they don't get they're like i i'm the top of the world and they don't see everyone else looking at them being like i will fucking guillotine you if I have <laughs> and then there's the nerdy that i think this i'm is, thinking this more of a coulier into... i'm thinking of a dave coulier type character doesn't Oh, still she's he's a goofball because she's so calling him a goofball. Okay, yeah. well, there's three versions of this. There's okay. the dad joke. There's, Dave, there's the coulier. <laughs> there's the coulier. <laughs> the Wolf of Wall Street. The Wolf of Wall Street, the coulier, <laughs> and like the Star Wars nerd yeah. who doesn't seem to understand that it is like weird and off-putting that all they're talking about is uh, Lobot or something. Uh-huh, uh-huh, yeah. Uh-huh. Deep cut. Yeah, no, I was like, Lobot, don't know it, but okay. I don't know what it is. I believe, but believe it that it's a term. I believe exactly. it that's a term. I think exactly. it's a bounty hunter or something. I really don't. I just know a bunch of references yeah. that I can deploy at any moment's notice, but I really don't. But that's that's the thing. Someone who like will get excitedly talk about Tatooine. Hello, folks. I know what Tatooine now is. Now that, yes. Now Loudly that. in the... Now in that the, is iconic. Uh, <laughs> in, in the um, aisle, in the bread aisle at the grocery yeah, yeah, store yeah. at Kroger's uh, and doesn't understand that that's weird or off-putting. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. And I say that as someone who is weird and off-putting at times. So yeah, I'm not... Right. That's not... No judgment necessarily. <laughs> right, right, right. But, those are but the I'm options. just saying that like... Uh, at so, like because only because of that self awareness, yeah. like, did I ever keep any of that shit in check? But right. see, I want to go back to something else though, because the moment she said this thing, I was like, "This is the risk you run." Meaning, you went on one date and there was a pandemic, and you said, "Who am I gonna sit with?" And now, as the world opens up, you find out who that person is in the world. Right, you're stuck at their yeah. at their table at lunch for yeah. the rest of senior year. Right, like it's like kind of like you already. So it's like kind of like to me, it's like if he, you know, I do think it's like. Because here's the thing that's tricky. The relationship will not go well if the dynamic becomes you shushing him in public. Right. Um, it's not going to be good. Yeah. So so either, as you're saying, Pat, it's like either you got to find a way to, like, get over it or you, you know, do have to go. Right. Yeah. Because Because, again, it's like now that we go out in the world, if he out in the world is, like, loud and wild and people looking at you like, this bitch loud. You know what I mean? When you hear somebody yeah. loud and you're like, mm, and that makes you like feel terrible. Cause I get it. Yeah. Like one of the reasons why I know I can't have a child is because when a child is screaming or crying in a, you know, in public, I feel so bad for that parent, that yeah. feeling of like, Oh my God, this baby is ruining the vibe <laughs> for everybody. <laughs> and this person has to deal, like has to deal with that. And I just like, I'm like, that fucking sucks. Like I couldn't, de- I couldn't deal with it. I could yeah. not. 
you know? And you're saying this guy screaming about Grogu at uh, yes. what, what he's trying on sneakers. Exactly. Or him just being like, I'm going to make up a silly rap while we look for shoes. And yeah. then it's like, babe, no one likes this rap. <laughs> like, you know, it's like like that kind of part. I'm like, that's really tough. And so I think yeah. like, you know, if you could try, I, I think obviously it's worth, you know, you said, you know, you like him so much. He's so sweet. You do find him charming. You know, it is worth trying it some more and like finding ways you can sort of gently like, because I'll well, again, like I'll do that. But again, you said you're, but like sometimes like, because sometimes it'll happen too just because we're both wearing masks. Like if we're out wearing masks, right. Andy will talk a little bit louder because it's a mask. And so if I'm next to him, I'll be like, I can hear you. Like I'll just kind of, and I'll always, like, but I always do like an arm touch, you know, or like something tender where it's like I love you deeply, but also yeah. I hear you. <laughs> and it's like find that same, like find what you can do with him to yeah. get him to hear it, you know. What but I worry about? I'm oh, sorry. No, no, no. I'm done. What I worry about with this collar is that they like. It feels to me like I. They, she mentioned she like has kind of hinted towards yeah. like I want I you know. to stop, and it hasn't yeah. gotten better. To me, what I see, and I'm this is completely just me running wild, but mm-hmm. I feel like it's gonna be the kind of thing where it's like it starts making her a little bit madder each time it happens to the point where mm. it's like she it gets so where you know it's like when you're just like I can't believe you're doing it again like it's gonna yeah. be like that like um, yeah. it's, and that is just a journey I see it going on yeah um, or also the anxiety that. of like I don't want to go out yeah. or like as you're getting ready to go out that feeling of like he about to be he about to make too much like we can't be in a yeah. restaurant he gonna make too much noise it's like yeah. shit sometimes I don't take Mabel places cause she be going off and she's a dog <laughs> And I'll literally be like, uh-uh, God. I can't have her going so off. So far, you I can't have, have her going off. Naomi, you have, you have compared this guy to a baby and a dog. That is not, I'm going to say this, that is not a good, uh, that is that doesn't bode well. Well, that's just my comparison. I mean, she's not saying he's a baby or a dog. I'm just saying that I am particularly, I am sensitive to that, like, loud ruining the vibe situation or like yeah. drawing attention and i mean and i'm i'm a fucking comedian lord knows i love attention but very much on my own terms right and so it's like <laughs> but that's what part of this is i look i'm saying like when i was younger part of that behavior in me even as a self-aware person was i wanted attention yeah and i wonder if there is so um if if there's a way to satisfy that in her boyfriend his need for it if this if this is what it is if it's the same thing that was in me when i was younger uh satisfy that need for attention yeah and then maybe he won't be such a ham you know has he thought of put have your boyfriend thought of putting on a spank you know having a show (laughs) for himself a time that he could just talk or just like suggest maybe you could suggest like a like uh whatever you know the person's into a twitch show about (laughs) something something with well okay i get that because my other the other thing i was also thinking too was that like you also have this element of you know what honey we're all coming out of lockdown and we're a little awkward so maybe he's also got to learn to recalibrate after 18 months in the house and so that's why i'm like take some time with this because lord knows i feel like i word vomit to every person i see Totally. Oh, hundred <laughs> percent. And I think it's because I'm still like getting used to hundred percent interacting. The other night, yeah. I started babbling about No Guns Life, which is an anime we're watching. I know and, like, you should tell people about it. <laughs> <laughs> the, What's it called? No, no Guns, Guns Life. Life. Is it good? <laughs> yeah, yeah. Like, yeah, it's like weird. It's so weird. Our main character, he has a gun for a head. And- oh, oh my God. <laughs> he's a hard boiled. He's a hard boiled. 
Juzo Inoue. He's a hard-boiled detective with a gun for a head. <laughs> so I love them when they're crazy like that. Like yeah, I like yeah. an anime where, like, if you say the log line, it's like, "What am I still drunk?" But it yeah, gives you that feeling. <laughs> but being on but like seeing the look in other people's <laughs> eyes as I mention it, and they're, they're just like their eyes go wide, and I'm like, "Shit!" And then. <laughs> I, it's like in for a penny and for a pound. And I start being like, oh, but what? there's this thing in it. And it just gets worse and worse and worse from there. Yeah. <laughs> I struggle with any cartoon. Like whenever it's a cartoon, I'm like, these are just drawings. Like these are, at the end of the day, like these are just drawings. I understand that. I do understand that very much so. But I feel like I also reached a point where I just watched everything else on the internet, yeah. on the streamings, and then I was like, what's this genre? Yeah. And then I found some shows I like, and it's also so easy. Like, I'm watching anime, and I'm playing Bubble Witch. Right. You know? Yeah, but yeah, I yeah. wouldn't... <laughs> but I what I'm trying to say is... Something you could play while you watch. <laughs> yes, exactly. Before the pandemic, I had it in my mind. I'm like, I knew what the, the boundaries were. Yes. The polite yes, yes. conversation. Yes. And I, I knew what was off limits, it, it, you know, unless you were among friends. <laughs> and I think afterwards, uh, it, there is this time. So maybe I would say, uh, see if it gets better. Like, maybe you can nudge. Maybe there are little things you can do without... Um, falling into the uh, the nagging shrew stereotype, yeah, you don't yeah. right? Uh, and or just say like like hey, or you can even put on you like hey, when you're this loud in public, it makes me feel embarrassed. That's what she was yeah. saying though. That she tried saying like it's her anxiety as opposed to being like you're such a loud idiot. But not but not saying the anxiety, saying like hey, it makes me feel embarrassed. I don't I like see. to call it the word. Don't say just say like hey, it makes me feel embarrassed. I I think you're great, and I don't. And I'm not saying that. I'm not just saying that. I really do. It's just that in public, it makes me feel embarrassed. Yeah, I don't want to call people, attention to myself. Yes. Yeah. That's true. That's true. Right? Yeah. And if that doesn't, and, and and see if that makes it a little better, try seeing if there's some kind of uh, other way to channel that energy. Right. Right, right, right. And then also get his hearing checked. He may actually not realize he's that loud. <laughs> that was, I had to, I did have to get uh, my ears uh, lavashed. His, really? His ears had to be drained. Oh my God. That's kind of my dream for some reason. Really? It was very satisfying. I always worry that I am like not hearing as well as everyone else. And I'm mm. all, I yeah, I'm always dreaming that like not dr- not literally dreaming, but I'm always like what <laughs> if like for some reason like all my ears like drained and all of a sudden I could hear everything really well. Not that I don't hear well, but for some reason I know what you mean. Well, I know I have like my my left ear is not as strong as my right. I can tell when I you know switch up my headphones. Yeah, yeah. yeah. And I'm like, oh no, I'm too young for this to be going Maybe it's already. Just earwax like me. Maybe it's wax. Well, these are really bad for you. These earbuds are really bad for you. My friend's doctor said. Oh no! My friend's doctor said that about these. <laughs> Your friend's doctor? You have a friend with a doctor? Yeah. <laughs> uh, we don't know if this guy is board certified or not. <laughs> He could be a PhD. He could be like a PhD. Okay, your friend's doctor. Yeah. He's, not, he's not a medical doctor. Um, <laughs> Pat, thank you so much for doing this podcast. Thank you so much for having me. It was so nice. I wish I lived in the same city as you guys. We could like hang out. I know we have to. I feel like every time I come to New York, it's just like I'm only there for half a second. So yeah, we don't yeah. have time, but. We will, and obviously I'm going to text you immediately after this and ask and tell you about shoes. Talk about shoes. <laughs> oh, yes, yes, yes. Okay. Right, you're thank you guys so much for having me. And we'll see you all next time. Bye. 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 Mom deserves better than a drugstore card. 
This Mother's Day, surprise her with a truly special personalized card from Moonpig. Add your favorite photos, a heartfelt message, and we'll even mail it for you the same day, all for just $5. From mom to grandma, we have something to celebrate every mom in your life. Every mom deserves a Moonpig card. Get 50% off your first card at Moonpig.com. Moonpig.com Want flexibility? Take yoga. Want flexibility with your health insurance? Check out United Healthcare Insurance Plans. Underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, they offer flexible, budget-friendly medical, dental, and vision coverage that may be right for you. More at UH1.com.